get good at one before you add in a second. Like, I don't even have to think twice setting out podcast pitches, hence why I'm watching TV while I do it. So, you know, once it's become that innate skill, then add something else on if you want to spice it up and make a difference. But if you can just stick to doing one thing, like, I think a lot of the time we feel like it maybe needs to be hard and we need to hustle and we need to do all the things. But what if it was just easy? Welcome to the She Shines podcast with your hosts, brand photographer and serial entrepreneur, Anna Laura, and super proud career woman with a passion for entrepreneurship, Alex. Tune in for some connection, community, and girl talk. Plus, join their conversations with other entrepreneurs and professionals who've been there, built that, and are paying it forward. They'll take your burning questions and turn them into actionable steps with a glass of champagne in hand. Here we go. If you're like us, we know you love things that are really simple, but create a huge impact. We also know you love a little bit of sass, which is why we know you're going to really love this conversation. Oh yes, Lisa Simone Richards is a PR and visibility strategist for online coaches who want to get seen everywhere. Through her free workshops, masterclasses, and mentorship program, she gives you the lather, rinse, repeat formula for more visibility without spinning your wheels on social media or wasting money on ads. In this episode, we dive into how you multi-passionates can achieve consistent visibility without the overwhelm, Lisa's simplified publicity plan to attracting more clients, the ABCs of your publicity goals, and more. This was one of our favorite conversations to date, so let's go on ahead and dive in. Welcome back to the She Shines podcast, everyone. We are super pumped to be chatting all things visibility, PR, strategy with Lisa Richards on. Lisa, go on and say hello to everyone. I'm so excited to be able to chat and give back on this podcast. It's such a joy to come on to shows that you actually enjoy listening to. So um, it's a pleasure to meet you guys and to share with your audience. Thank you for having me today. We are so pumped. We were chatting a little earlier before we hit record. This conversation that we're about to have, we already know is going to be very timely Mm -hmm. um, because this is something Alex and I were just talking about this morning. So (laughs) let's go ahead. Before we get into the real crux of this conversation, we'd love to learn more about you. What got you, you know, into this whole world of PR and marketing? How did, how did that all come about? So I can really drill it back to two specific moments in my life. (laughs) The first one when I was around 11 years old and I had a subscription to Teen People magazine. If you guys remember that one. Yes, of course. For sure. Okay. Avi. So they (laughs) came home in the mail and I remember seeing there was a letter to the editor section. And in my mind, I was like, how cool is it that you can write a letter, send it in, and then you see your name in print. So, you know, I was in Girl Guides at the time. I learned how to write an envelope. I knew where mom kept her stamps. So I sent in a letter to the editor and lo and behold, three or four months ish, three or four months later, when the issue came home, I totally remember it was Jonathan Taylor Thomas on the cover from Home Improvement. <laughs> yes, Total crush so, moment. Yes, big and, crush. <laughs> right? Like I had to keep that issue, obviously. But I opened it up and I saw my name in print and I saw my letter to the editor and I was like, this is really cool. So that was the start of it. Fast forward to being 18 years old and now I'm in my first year of university and I was having lunch with a girl who was in fourth year and she was about to graduate and she was sharing with me, oh, after graduation, I'm going to Toronto for PR school. Now, this is 2002. 
Sex in the City was in its heyday. So Samantha Jones made PR look super fun. Yes. It was always at these cool parties and they were exclusive and there was so much fashion and stuff. And I was like, that, I think I'm going to do that. So I ended up I spending the, right? So I ended up spending four years at university just volunteering for every organization I could in terms of PR, whether it was the charity fashion show, student council, the sorority I was a part of. So I, lo and behold, four years later, went to that same PR school as well. Got started in the fashion and beauty industry for a few years, moved into an agency where I got to work on huge clients like Virgin Mobile, Staples, Crayola, huge brands like that. And after that, I spent a little bit of time in fitness. And this is where I had a really big growth opportunity. Mm. So with this fitness company over the course of four years, I was able to help them grow from 400,000 a year in revenue to over 4 million. And a huge part of that was the brand building and the visibility that we did. You would always see our CEO on television and magazines um, being interviewed in various places. And what was really cool is I ended up becoming a personal trainer for that company and running my own boot camp as well. So Mm. by day, I was wearing the PR hat. By evening, I was an instructor. So I would go to the park, I would be hosting my boot camp, and I could look around and see all the other competitor boot camps. But we were always full. Like no matter what we charged, even though we had a wait list, we had that it brand that people wanted to be a part of. So it didn't matter if somebody else sold something and they had spots or it was cheaper. We were the ones people wanted to join. And it was really cool to see that in real life. So fast forward to 2022, I don't want those to be best kept secrets for multi-million dollar brands. I love being able to help uh, small business owners and entrepreneurs really realize that PR is possible for them and just drill it down to making it simple for them to get the exact same kind of exposure. Oh, I am so (laughs) excited that you're here and you shared that. And just, Mm -hmm. you know, going back to when you were doing fitness, like PR by day, but fitness at night, like that is literally the epitome of multi-passionate and we just love it. (laughs) Thank you for sharing that. Different angles, hustling the same business for two paychecks. Yeah. Love it. Well, let's, let's get into it. I was like jumping at the bit to be like, wait, okay, but how did you do that? Please share the story. Like, how did we get to all of this money? How did we improve the visibility? So let's get into growing beyond your existing audience to reach new clients, boosting your visibility. So as we were chatting before, right, Anna, Laura, and I serve multi-passionates here over at She Shines. And our mission is to help multi-passionates DIY their business without the overwhelm. So what advice would you give to other multi-passionates right now who are trying to DIY their business? And maybe they are just like super overwhelmed with growing their client base. Like, how do we get it together? Help us out. For me, when it comes to visibility, there are so many different things you can do. You could be on television, you could be on podcasts, you could do guest blogging, you could speak on stages, live or virtual, and I'm just scratching the surface. You could be on Clubhouse, you could do 20 million other things. Mm -hmm. So I like the idea of picking which one works for you, which one makes the most sense based on what are your business goals and who are you as a person? I have only child syndrome, put me on stage in front of 3000 people and they'll be like, hey, everyone put your phones down. Let's all pay attention to me. <laughs> um, that's going to be someone else's nightmare. Yeah. So really getting a sense of what do you want to create in your business? What's that result? Who are you as a person? And then once you figured it out, go all in on that strategy. So speaking on like really honestly, a peek into my business for 2022, I have been all about podcasts. I'm not really aiming for speaking on large stages. If invitations fall into my lap, I will take them, no problem. But I just focus on pitching or getting on at least 10 podcasts every month. And what Mm. that does for me is it makes it easy. I just lather, rinse, repeat, lather, rinse, Mm. repeat. So it almost becomes a mindless task. 
I think a lot of people get caught up in, okay, I have to try this, but now I need to do this. And let me switch to this other thing here. And what if you could just do one thing really well and just stick to that strategy? Mm. Like literally when I'm pitching podcasts, I'm sitting down watching the Kardashians, although, you know, the season is wrapped now, so waiting for the <laughs> next one, but it takes me 30 minutes a week while I'm just seeing what Kylie is up to. I'm just, you know, sending out my 10 podcast pitches every week. And look, here we are. I know, right? <laughs> here we are, exactly. <laughs> Proof that it works. I love that. Yeah, I and it, it's really got my wheels turning as well as as what I can go all in on. So like Inalora said, this is so timely because we were literally mm-hmm. having this conversation this morning. Um, and especially as a multi-passionate, like you you probably are good at, at a few things, right? But like which which one really makes, not that you're just good at, what is going to make the most sense, like you said, the most sense for your business right now? And then lean and, into, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I was going to say, and get good at one before you add in a second. Like, yeah. I don't even have to think twice setting out podcast pitches, hence why I'm watching TV while I do it. So, yeah. you know, once it's become that innate skill, then add something else on if mm-hmm. you want to spice it up and make a difference. But if you can just stick to doing one thing, like I think a lot of the time we feel like it maybe needs to be hard. We need to hustle. We need to do all the things. But what mm-hmm. if it was just easy? Right. Yeah. What if it was just easy? What about that? <laughs> quote of the day. Let's just like go ahead and put that like title, yeah. quota, all the things. What if it was just easy? That might become my new life mantra. <laughs> I always remember when I desk. worked with my first business coach, she sent us like, you know, a little surprise and delight in the mail. And one of the things she sent us was a set of coasters. And it said, let one of them said, let it be easy. And that was just mind blown for me. And I remember that, you know, seven years since. It's like the, the kiss method, keep it simple, sweetheart. Or as my basketball coach at junior high used to say, keep it simple, stupid. Like he was not a nice man. I definitely was stupid. I was like, was that the Southern charm coming out with keep it simple, sweetheart? Cause that's just lovely. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, we're, we'll change that. Like make it a little nicer, land a little softer. Cause yeah, I just have vivid images of him. Like yelling, keep it simple, stupid. So yeah, let's, uh. Keep it simple, sweetheart. So, um, that, yeah, no, I think that is, that is golden advice, but I think so often what leads to the overwhelm is we tend to overcomplicate things. So really Mm -hmm. do you have like a list of questions or, or top three questions that we can ask to really dig into our own strengths and marry them? Like, how can we marry them with our business goals? Yeah, that's really fun. I actually have a quiz that does that. So right now in my head, I'm like, what are some of the questions on this quiz? So one of the things I would be asking myself first is I was trying to figure out what my visibility strategy would be is number one, what is the goal of the publicity in the first place? And this is what I like to call the ABCs of visibility. So anyone who's listening can do this right now. Um, in my experience, people are looking for visibility and PR for one of three reasons. A stands for awareness. This is when you need to get in front of your ideal client so they actually know who you are so that you and they know that you exist so that they can hire you. You know, take it back to the fitness days. Because I used to be a trainer, I get a ton of fitness people coming towards me. And I have so many studio owners and trainers say to me, Lisa, I would kill to be featured in oxygen and strong and muscle and fitness. And I work with women who are going to the gym for the first time. And that's when I have to swoop in and be like, hey, guess what women going to the gym for the first time are not reading (laughs) hardcore bodybuilding magazines. Right. (laughs) So maybe let's change that approach and aim for something like self or Cosmo or shape, something that's Mm -hmm. a little more gentle and entry level. So it's not necessarily about what you like to pay attention to, but where can your client become aware of you? Mm -hmm. So A stands for awareness. B stands for buzz. Let's say you're about to launch something. 
gone are the days when somebody hears about it once or twice and they take action. It needs to be all over the place and they need to hear about it everywhere. I remember, I think the adage was it takes somewhere around seven touch points to get someone to take action. Yeah, fast forward to 22, we're talking more like eight to 13 minimum. Um, probably even 13 to 18 would probably make a little more sense. So let's say you have a launch coming up or you have a book that's about to be released. You can't just let people hear about it once or twice. So maybe this means you're going ham for a month, just blitzing, pitching a bunch of podcasts so you can book 20 shows. Hopefully they'll all drop around the same time. And statistically, someone who's listening to one podcast on average is listening to eight. And what if you showed up on four or five of the podcasts that that person is listening to? Because eventually they're going to be like, who is this Lisa character? I keep hearing about her name all over the place and it gets them to pay attention. Kind of like when a movie comes out. So A was awareness. B stands for buzz. Finally, C stands for credibility. Now, this is when you're in a stage that you're not necessarily looking for the next client to hire you, but maybe you're starting to build your thought leadership. You want to be seen as an expert. You want to have authority in your field and not just blend in with anyone else. Well, now going back to that personal trainer example, maybe now's the time to get featured in Oxygen or Strong so you can have those as seen on logos on your website. People won't mm -hmm. necessarily see what article were you in, but when they see that on your Instagram bio or they see that on your website, those logos, automatically they realize, oh, okay, this person isn't just any other coach or business owner. They're someone who's actually been selected to be highlighted in these huge publications. And that helps other experts know that you exist, the people whose courses you've bought, the people whose events you've attended. This starts to get you in that kind of a circle. So really getting clear on, am I looking to build awareness, buzz, or credibility is the first thing to focus on when you're starting to think about getting, putting yourself out there. Mm -hmm. Love that. And it's so, e like we said, easy. <laughs> so easy That's to the point of all this. <laughs> Love that. So just to recap here, when the goal of publicity you're saying is like figure out, is it the, the A, the B, the C in terms of awareness, buzz or credibility starting out? Yeah. And sometimes it might be a hybrid of both. A lot of people say to me, they're looking for awareness and credibility, but just keep in mind that like where you're aiming for awareness may be different from where you're aiming for credibility. Mm -hmm. So really think about what's the first thing I need to focus on and start with one and then you can layer on from there. Mm, Especially because you know what, if you're doing one pitch around awareness, you can probably use the same pitch for a bunch of different places before now you need to start pivoting the message because somewhere you're looking to build credibility, it probably has more of an elevated conversation versus somewhere where you're trying to get in front of that client for the first time and it has to be a little more general. So again, Keep it simple, sweetheart. Let's come up with one pitch that we can use over and over again in different places. Um, a powerful line I learned from a speaking coach whose name is Lisa Sasevich. Her dad said to her, don't change your talk, change your audience. And mm -hmm. I thought that was brilliant. Mm -hmm. So it's only boring for you. You hear yourself over and over and over again mm -hmm. telling the same stories. But as long as you're putting it in different front of people every time, now you're really growing your visibility. Ooh. Ooh. I love all this so much because it really does help reduce the overwhelm when you think you have to prepare 10 different talks or, mm -hmm. you know, chat about 10 different things that, yeah, you, you could, because you're multi-passionate, we know you know a lot about a lot of different things, but like what is like really being able to lean into that strength and hone in on it even more. And I feel like you can kind of, you know, mix it up too, and have some fun, fun with it. Once you do get good at it, the first one, two, five, 10 times you talk about and so awesome. This is so good. And just like I said, it really takes the pressure off of having to create uh, mm -hmm. new things. So we would love to get into, you know, speaking of creating, it can be 
exhausting and draining when you just constantly feel like you're having to come up with new, with new, mm-hmm. <laughs> new anything, pick something. So how can we become more consistent? Like, you know, you've talked a lot about this idea of picking one thing and then layering on top of that. Um, like how can we then become an authority in like an entire industry, or do we just lean into this one aspect of the industry that we're in? So for consistency, you know, my practice, and again, I'm just bringing you guys in the back end of my business, um, because I've seen podcasting as a strategy that works really well for me, I'm really leaned into that one specifically. So rather than me saying, okay, I'm going to do this on social media and this on LinkedIn and this on somewhere else. And well, we know the chances are some of those things might slide off my plate. I love for me that my practice is typically Thursdays at 7 p.m. <laughs> Kardashian's time. Um, that's when it, I, yeah, that, that's when I watch it on Disney Plus. Um, I'll typically turn it on and it's just my practice Thursdays at seven, you send 10 podcast pitches. And then after you send those 10 podcast pitches, you follow up with the people you reached out to last week. And I have Hmm. a template for that as well. So it's just a habit. It's not something I need to think about. It's not something that's negotiable. Um, You know, even when I think about if anyone's uh, read or listened to Atomic Habits by James Clear, I already have. Yep. We all love that book. Um, I have a habit. I watch the Kardashians. What can I stack onto that? Send your podcast pitches and follow up. So it just makes it less of a no-brainer. Yeah. Less mm-hmm. of a no-brainer for me. Mm-hmm. And for any of you listening out there who have worked with Anna Laura and I for VIP mentorship, you know, what Lisa is talking about sounds so familiar, scheduling in those non-negotiables. So Anna Laura and I have, um, I will say Anna Laura perfected and together we've fine-tuned this multi-passionate time management system. And a lot of it deals with staying consistent, right? And and so that's why we were really wondering, like, how do you add in this visibility portion, this PR portion of your business? How, How do you stay consistent? Because it leads to so many goals that you might have within your business, right? Getting more clients, making more money, getting on X podcast, getting in this in such and such magazine. Like it requires consistency. Um, and we always, always tell our um, our clients that we're working with, you know, you have to schedule in those non-negotiables. Like when, because if you're multi-passionate, you have got a lot <laughs> going on, right? But at the end of the day, when shit inevitably hits the fan, because nothing is perfect, right? What are you still going to do to move your, your business forward? And, and you have that non-negotiable of your sending out those pitches or, or maybe it's something else within your business that, that it relates to you listening right now, but really, really try and schedule those non-negotiables for yourself. Because like Lisa said, it really is going to not only help keep things consistent, but I I feel like this is our magic word of the day, easy, (laughs) keep things nice and easy for you. So you can continue to move your business forward and reach those goals that you have set for yourself. And if I can even add one thing onto that, the nice thing about like what I enjoy about doing the podcast is, and I even found this this morning, I had an account of every Tuesday at 10 a.m. I do um, a one hour stretch with my accountability partner where we both log on, we say what we're working on for the hour, and then we just go on mute and hang out. We're just working in that room. And I was saying to her this morning, like, because you're here and I need to be in this room at 10, that's why I'm not cleaning the kitchen right now. Mm -hmm. Left my own devices. It was just on me. I'd be like, oh, I'll just start that in 15 minutes. I'm going to finish doing the dishes. But because I had that appointment, I showed up for it. And I hate that sometimes I'm more likely to show up for someone else than I am for myself. But also with a podcast interview, this is on the calendar like I wasn't mm-hmm. going to not do it so it's one of those things that once you put it out out there and you've booked it like 
you're going to do it. Once you've booked a stage, you're going to write that talk, you know? So you're also setting yourself up to really show up for the things that you want to be doing because there's someone else who's relying on you to be there too. Yeah. And I think so often we forget that, like the purpose behind what you're doing this for, you're not sending out podcast pitches because like, I mean, yes, it's fun to be on podcasts, but you're doing it in order to mm-hmm. reach the people you want to work with ultimately. So I think if we can, you know, remember that, that will really help us show up more quote unquote for ourselves, but really for our people. Um, so yeah, that is, I just love this. And like I said, it's just taking it, you know, it's simplifying everything so much more ease. Simplified and multiplied. That's what my coach always says. Ooh, yes, that's a that good is. one, right? Such a good one. There's so many little like catchphrases from this episode that I know <laughs> Anna Laura is going to have a field day with in our editing, but um, <laughs> really, really in enjoying everything that you're saying. So let's, as we're, we're winding down on time, we're so sad to see you go. We're going to have to have you come back for like part two. Ooh, I know, right? um, why don't you share with us? What is your favorite way to increase your visibility? Oh, like I, I'll, I'm so, it's almost kind of fun to have this episode because I'm not going all over the place with like, you could do television, you could write articles. Like, let's just keep hammering down on podcasts. This is my favorite way to get visibility. This is hands down what works the best for my clients. And let me even share really briefly with you how we make this so lather, rinse, repeatable. So I'm not, I'm not even going to talk about myself. Let me talk about one of my clients, Nora, who actually sent me a WhatsApp message today. So nice to hear from her. Um, Nora is a preconception health coach. So she works with women who want to get pregnant. And what she identified in the way that she works with people, just track with me here for a second, is that she nailed it down into what she calls the four R's to get pregnant. She's a holistic nutritionist. So when she's working with a client who wants to have a baby, she works with them to number one, remove the inflammatory foods to replace them with good foods. I'm I'm not a nutritionist. We're doing our best here. (laughs) Um, So you remove the inflammatory foods, you replace them with the good foods, you repair your gut and you rebalance your system. Mm. So she talks about those four R's over and over and over again. Is she bored of listening to herself speak? Probably. But what's really cool is because she goes on a bunch of fertility podcast. And that's a very specific client who's probably listening to a number of those shows. Those clients, when they book a a consultation call with Nora, number one, they're not tire kickers just looking for some free coaching. They've heard her message over and over again. They understand what her methodology is. And when she's on a call with those people, they will start repeating the four R's back to her. So Mm -hmm. how cool is it that she's not having to do the work of enrolling someone and sharing with them what her Mm -hmm. process is? They're coming in already knowing that. And based on what they've heard from her on multiple shows, they're sold. And now they just need to have that quick conversation to make sure it's the right fit and take the next step. Beautiful. Love it. Lather, rinse, repeat. That's that's it. Just make it just easy to do. Don't have to think about it. And you can focus on all your other passions instead of trying to be a marketer. Because what you're trying to do is run your businesses, not become a publicist like me. You just need a few nuggets to put into practice to be able to get yourself out there. Oh, I'm so happy you said that. Yes. Mm -hmm. Rewind Mm -hmm. about 15 seconds now and (laughs) listen to that again. You are not trying to be a marketer unless that is your business. Then Mm -hmm. by all means have at it. But if you're not, this system can absolutely work. And I know 
Alex and I are very excited. I, we've been kind of chatting in our show notes. <laughs> and yes. We're excited to get started on, on figuring out what it is. We're, you know, our own strengths within She Shines and then figuring out how we can show up for more multi-passionate entrepreneurs out there. So mm-hmm. Lisa, thank you so much. Before we let you go, we would love to know if you have anything that you're working on and where we can find out about it, as well as how we can connect with you other than podcasts, well, of course. I do have a different, a few different things we're playing around with right Ooh, now with the planning yeah. week this week. But one thing I would love to share with the listeners, if you're like, okay, you've talked about podcasts and television and stages and all these different options for me to be seen, but I do not know which one to pick. <laughs> let's make it simple. So one thing I would love to be able to share is I have a quiz that's called how should I get visibility? And you can take this quiz and what it's going to do is find out about your business goals. So we talked about, are you looking to build A, B, or C, awareness, buzz, or credibility? So I'll ask you a few questions about your business goals, but I'm also going to ask you a few questions about your personality. Rewind back to that only child syndrome, throw me on stage <laughs> thing. Like, are you like me or is that your worst nightmare? So once I have a better understanding of what your business goals are, and then I know a little bit more about your personality, I'm going to share with you one of five ways for you to get visibility. And I'm also going to send you a training video to get you started. So to be able to get access to that, how should I get visibility quiz, you can head over to www.lisasimonerichards.com slash quiz. So one more time, it's a long name, www.lisasimonerichards.com slash quiz. And then I'll let you know which one of five methods is going to work really well for you. I'm so excited. Y'all, this is in your show notes. So go on ahead, click that link, take the quiz. Let us know what you come up with. We, yes. we cannot wait. I, Alex and I are already going to take the quiz. So it'll be fun to see like, we're going to DM you, Lisa, and let yeah. you know what we get. <laughs> and it'll be so fun if you guys get different answers because one person yeah. can specialize in one person and one person can specialize in the other. But what's really mm-hmm. cool is you're playing, you're playing with your strengths. You're not trying to turn into something that you're not naturally good at. We're actually just leaning on what you already rock at. Oh, because I know Alex shines on video and (laughs) speaking and all those things. And I'm like, oh, give me like more behind the scenes. Like that's why I'm a photographer, right? So (laughs) I make you shine. So I love this so much. All right. We have linked all that for y'all in the show notes. Be sure you go stalk Lisa, Lisa Simone Richards. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for joining us and for your time. This has been such a fun conversation. Thank you so much for having me. Until the next time, everyone keep shining. Thank you so much for joining us on the She Shines podcast. Before you go, be sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on the next episode. Plus, we would love to hear what you enjoyed most. So share a takeaway and be sure to tag us at SheXShines. And lastly, please take a sec to leave a thoughtful review or pass this episode on to someone you feel could use it. Until next time, keep shining. Cheers, girlfriend.